This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open welcome, on the left at Chicago. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Coming from the 606 Media Studio, this is the TCSF Podcast with Big Z. As usual, we got Ivan from the tape, Never Lies. What up, what up? What up, what up? <laughs> we got a JC Dynasty Fantasy Football, our football guru, JC. What's up, JC? How you feeling, brother? Uh, feeling better. Uh, good to see you guys. <laughs> All right. And we also got uh, Stevie B from the No Water on the Weekend podcast joining us. What's up, Stevie? Yes. How's it going? Long time no see, Jose. I know. Yesterday. <laughs> Episode 173 <laughs> is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt and search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your shirts now. Oh, boys, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week, and uh, we'll talk about it in three and out. The Bears have a winning streak. Yay. I don't know how yeah, happy we're on. Yeah, two in a row. I don't know how happy we're on about that. Uh, and three up, three down. The Cubs fail, uh, fall short on the Otani sweepstakes. Who are the next targets? And that's who we're going to focus on. The White Sox are rumored, rumored to be moving to Nashville. Hopefully not. Awesome. Uh, yeah, hopefully Nice. Not. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. And make shockingly small moves, as usual. Uh, in the loop, we're going to talk about our Bulls, who are also on a winning streak. So that's why this episode is called uh, Winning Streaks, because we have two in the city of Chicago. And they're winning with one of their major stars, who has FOMO. So um, we'll do all that and what you're looking at. And... Uh, We'll get into it. So let's get into some Bears football. This is three and out. All right. First down, first down. Ivan, tell me about this Bears game because I fell asleep at halftime. I really did. I, I had some good barbecue with Steven this past weekend on Sunday. And uh, if you had any great barbecue, you know, you eat a lot. And it puts you to sleep. So um, I know we won, but uh, tell me about this Bears game. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I was very, very pleased with how the outcome came uh, came about. I told you guys last week, I believe they had a shot to win it if they were able to do similar things that they did um, in the first half of that first game against the Lions. Uh, the Lions defense was struggling to contain Justin Fields. Uh, there was a couple times where they did get home, which we'll talk about, you know, uh, I'm sure. But for the most part, it, it was just the defense's dominance in the second half of the Detroit Lions pitching a shutout that I was just impressed by. And, you know, this goes to show you, like, there is real growth happening, you know, in, 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 you know, in Hallis Hall. So I just, it, it's going to be a tough decision. I know the... Like you, everybody wants to point to like the Cubs and what the Cubs did with Council and their thought process of hey, we need to upgrade at this position. Yeah, we found success with with, with this guy. He's you know been able to develop some players here and there, but we want to go ahead and take it up. I don't know if you can if the defense continues to do what they've been doing. Now, 
people want to point to the uh, the offenses that they've been facing and the quarterbacks that they've been facing, which right. is fine. Second That's tier. very you know it's 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 a fair point, but they still have to execute. They still have to you know uh, intercept the ball when it, when it's given, when they're given the opportunity. They still have to go ahead and get to the quarterback when given the opportunity. And so far, man, in these past couple games, and I really want to point to one man in Montez Sweat. I feel like when he got when he showed up, right? Not so much stats wise. I mean, he has three and a half sacks now for the Bears, but the impact was evident, and it's still evident right now. Like he's just it, it's a different defense when you could rush four and still be able to get to the quarterback and allow the guys in the back end to kind of play free. You know what I mean? Like they threw Jared Goff off his target time and time again. And they were able to go ahead and generate a turnover off of it. It was, I am excited about how this defense is growing. The offense on the other hand, that's something that that we need to discuss. Like there's, there's a lot that I, I, I like and there's, but there's still a lot that I dislike, especially when it comes to major situations um, points to that fourth down and uh, fourth and was a fourth and one, fourth and fourth and short. You know, whatever it should have been, it shouldn't have been pitched out. You know, to the weak side of the field, the ball should have been in Justin Fields' hands. But nonetheless, I'm you know I'll talk about it tomorrow on my show. It, it was a good win. The defense has just been impressive. It's been impressive. That's that's really the truth about it. Yeah. Uh, JC, your impressions of this past weekend's game? Uh, I agree with Ivan. Um, basically, you sit there and take a look. I mean, defense is playing stout. Now, in the first half, we got gashed a few times on the run. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I believe, had a 33-yard run, got pushed out of bounds by Eddie Jackson. Um, you know, uh, uh, Montgomery... I don't know why I can't remember his name, but (laughs) Montgomery had a few gashes for, you know, 15, 16 yards here or there. Um, But yeah, once, once halftime's over, I mean, that defense took over, shored up everything and basically left nothing for the Lions to do or anywhere for them to go. Uh, um, Sam Laporta, shut down. Amon Ra, shut down. So, I mean, our, our secondary is really showing up. And, you know, when you have, a defensive front getting to the quarterback and getting pressures i mean that really helps out a secondary and and a good secondary also helps out a good front end so you know right now the defense is playing super complimentary and my hat's off to jaquan brisker i mean the guy was everywhere this weekend um i think it was 13 total tackles or 17 total tackles um i mean just every single play it seemed like he was there making the stop so uh, shout out to him. Yeah, and, and to your point, JC, about the secondary, this is probably one of the first or maybe few games that we had the entire secondary healthy and playing. And then you add a pass rusher, it's going to make a difference. Uh, even Foods does have this defense playing on uh, on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders. And it's, it's just great to see the, that his game plan is improving from game to game and is adjusting to the different type of quarterbacks that we're facing, whether they're second tier or first tier. Um, but I'm looking at it as they shut out three out of the four quarters, gave up 13 points in the second quarter. Um, 
Justin Fields on offense, 19 for 33, 223 and a touchdown. Also rushed for 58 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, it looks like, I mean, on paper, it looks like a great game. Uh, Steven, what, what was your impression? Restoring the roar, more like meow. Um, you know, so uh, I thought the game was pretty good. I know I, I bet, uh, and I said the Lions were going to win. Um, clearly they did not. Um, but again, the defense, again, as you both, all three gentlemen said, they did really well. And I'll give them that. I know the beginning was a little slow start as, you know, got back on track on the second half. Uh, but like one of the listeners said on offense, you know, uh, we have some holes on there. Well, Mooney's one of the issues um, and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, it was overall a solid game. I know, you know, Justin took a lot of hits, um, but with defense wise, I just think it was overall a defense win because first half they came charging back, even though, you know, the Bears were up. So, yeah, uh, to your point with the Mooney thing, uh, he was two for 44. He was hit in dead in the hands on a deep pass, and it just he just didn't know what to do with it. He didn't know what he was there. I, I have no idea what's going on with Mooney. He wants the ball more. He wants to be involved more. And when he does get the ball, he's not making the play. He's not running his full route, or he, the ball hits him in the hand and he drops it. I don't know what's going on with Mooney. I don't expect him to be here next year because they'll be drafting a stud of a wide receiver to accompany DJ Moore. I mean, I, I could see that happening, definitely. You know, I don't... I understand his frustration, man. You know, it's tough, especially when you, you definitely weren't getting enough targets, but it seems to me like when you are targeted, the play isn't being made. You know what I'm saying? Like, the play isn't being made, whether it be the execution of the throw on the, by the quarterback or your execution as, as a wide receiver. It's just the connection's not there right now. So I could definitely see him moving on. It could be for the better for him. Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes, is my number one guy. Like, I, if you really want, especially if you're going to run it back, if you're going to run it back and, and let's say you go ahead and replace this offensive coordinator, like, you're going to have to surround Justin with some talent, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to surround this team with some talent just to even entice somebody to come and be like, all right, I could take over with this quarterback that you want with these weapons and do something. I, I like It's got to entice somebody, especially with the weapons that they would have in a Harrison, in a uh, in a Moore, in a Fields, you know. His legs alone have to have to entice to entice some people. I know it does for Ben Johnson of the Lions. He said as much. So we'll see. Uh, JC, yeah, I actually uh, when I actually went and spent some time and uh, watched some uh, film from college, and you know, just to kind of get my mind in, you know, looking at the number one pick and if we were able to trade out or trade back to get future picks or, you know, get an early second back or anything like that. Um, so looking past um, Marvison Harrison Jr., I actually went and watched some uh, All-22 on uh, Malik Neighbors, um, who's, you know, the wide receiver two from the class. Um, watched some of his film and stuff like that just to see where, you know, uh, again, if, if we trade down from one to three and say the Cardinals or the Patriots end up taking Marvison Harrison Jr., you know, is, is neighbors a potential uh, pick there? 
and, and you know the guy gets open he, he gets the ball but you know i, I got to do a little more, more uh research into marvison harrison jr now that i've watched neighbors um but you know i sent you guys a mock where yes, i didn't sir. even take a uh, wide receiver um because by the time i traded out uh marvison harrison jr was gone and to me the best uh option was to go offensive tackle um so and that's my you know you know because I, I keep looking at braxton jones and i keep trying to evaluate you know because he's a fifth round pick you know is he performing well enough to where the bears can move on and look at a different position at that early top five or you know is offensive tackle looking at a potential guy for the next 10 years you know is that where we need to put our focus yeah, I did like what you had up here. You had, I don't even know how to say this, but uh, Fashahu, Fashanu? Olu, Olu Fashanu. Right, yeah, the offensive tackle from Penn State at number three. Cool uh, Aid McKinstry, what, a, what an awesome name. He is a cornerback yep. from Alabama. That would be at seven. Uh, at 15, you would take Chop Robinson, another amazing name. Uh, and then at 34, you would take Bo Nix, the quarterback out of Oregon or Oregon, however you want to say it. And then 68, Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, these names are just going to be fun to say if they are on the Bears. He's, he's uh, what is he? A uh, center? He's a center. Yeah, a center. Yep. Again, from, from the same uh, organization. So you would have a center and a quarterback who know each other for years uh, playing for the Bears. And then a defensive tackle, Brian Murphy the second. A former co-worker of mine. Um, and the Bears will be getting the 2025 Arizona first-round pick and 2025 Washington sixth. Uh, you did uh, now preface that. Uh, that that particular mock draft was still, um, they hadn't updated yet where the Bears were picking at seven. So that was also like with them still having the fourth pick. Oh, okay. Um, so just to, just to give you an update on that as well, that was with the Bears still holding the fourth pick, not the seventh. Wow, you did some research so, there. You definitely did some research there. What do you guys think about that, uh, Ivan? Uh, you're muted, Ivan. <laughs> like, like, I'm happy with trading down, right? Like, I'm, I'm good with trading down and just kind of accumulating picks. If it, if it is an offensive tackle. I'm all for it. Um, I don't I, with Braxton Jones's play. I think it might be a little bit difficult to justify. Hey, let's go ahead and take a replacement tackle. Um, Make him a swing tackle. With so many talented, w- w- yeah, with with talented uh, with talented uh, playmakers on the board. Yeah. Yeah, you don't draft a guy that high to make him a swing tackle right away. I think that that somebody drafted that high is going to try to like you're you're competing right away to to be a starter. Um, like I would, I would be cautious if he like didn't beat out a guy like Braxton Jones, but I think that they like him. I, I really think that they like him and they, and they, he does a good job in the passing game. Like I said, I think it might need to be a little bit more physical mm-hmm. in the run game or just physical overall, but it, it has, he hasn't been, his name hasn't been called because of uh, a poor play. Right, I feel like some of the some of the sacks that Justin's been taking have been either you know off of a blitz that doesn't get picked up or Justin running into trouble. So it's 
it's going to be hard to justify a, a, a tackle, but for me, yeah. if it's if it's if it's a playmaker at the top, I would be happy. If it's a if it's a even if it is a tackle, okay, let's see what you're going to do with him. I just want the best player taken available, but trade the first pick. Yeah, the the only reason why I brought it up was because early on in the season, Braxton Jones was having a lot of uh, false starts and a couple holdings. Then when he came back from his little injury stint, he had a couple uh, false starts again. Which, you know, that that's you haven't been working with Justin Fields for a couple weeks, you know, so you you give him a little leeway on that, you know, that hey, not used to the the cadence again, you know, got to get used to a few things, um, but. You know, it, it's just one of those, again, you're looking at that, unfortunately, you, you look at that fifth round pick that's, you know, behind his name and you sit there and go, is the fifth round talent good enough at that left tackle? Mm-hmm. So that that's my only thing. That's why I keep looking at left tackle where it's like, you know, we do we solidify that? You know, uh, again, uh, according to PFF, um, Darnell Wright has been like one of the best offensive tackle rookies um, this year so far. Um, Jenkins is our top uh, rated offensive lineman, according to PFF. Um, so Jenkins and Darnell Wright have been absolutely amazing. Um, like I said, it's just you kind of look at like, well, if Darnell Wright is our solid guy on the right side, do we have that, you know, left tackle for the future? Um, and like I said, that that's to me is the only thing is like I, I got to keep looking at that left tackle and like I said, maybe over the next week or two and decide, you know, is he the guy we can move on, look at, you know, different position or, you know, is this something we still need to address? Yeah. Uh, I really think you, you solidify the offensive line for Justin. If you're going to, I mean, either way, whether you keep Justin or you draft a different quarterback, you got to solidify the offensive line. You see what Philadelphia has done. They've had the same offensive line or just about for the past eight, nine, ten years. Um, so that's exactly what you want. You want consistency. You want blue chippers all in the front line to be able to uh, protect the quarterback and be able to, to uh, have a run game. And that brings me to my second down, which is what, what what's happened to our running backs now that Justin Fields is back? I think that they've taken a back seat where Foreman had 11 carries for 50 yards. Uh, you had Herbert for three and eight and Roshan Johnson with one and six. I feel like they do not use our running backs enough in the running game to control the time of possession. Um, and I think that by using Justin Fields' legs, I think it's it's an asset, but it shouldn't be something that we depend on. As you've seen, I mean, in the first half, I think he got hit at least six, seven, eight times after the fact. You know, it's just the, the NFL is not protecting him. So at this point, you got to protect him from the defenses because they're taking cheap shots. Well, there's a, there was a couple times, like you said, the first drive, right? There was two times where Justin ran the football and ended up getting hit. The first one was just egregious by Jack Campbell. Yep. Like, it was clearly late. The second one, the guy ended up jumping up and, uh, like, like hitting him. Like, he kind of tried to jump over him or whatever. I, I thought even with... It looking incidental, I thought there should have been something called there because of the previous one. Yeah, but if it's but Brady or Rodgers, they get a right, flag. Right, none, right, but nonetheless, it's it's happened so much where it's at, you know it's after, everybody could see clear as day, it's after the fact and they don't call anything. They used to do the same thing to Cam Newton. They used to yes. like treat him like uh, uh, Shaq. 
Yeah, yeah, like Shaq, like a running, like used to treat him like a running back. And even the running backs, they shouldn't deserve some of the abuse after the fact that they get. Right. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna do this, you're potentially uh, contributing to injury. You know what I mean? Potential injury, potential uh, 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 career loss, like shit like that can happen. If you're going to allow it and, and, and treat him like, oh, he's just another athlete on the field and not a quarterback. That's not what it is, dude. Like, that's not what, what your job entails to, d- 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 uh, you know, decipher what player is, is supposed to be at what position and how we're supposed to treat him. If he's playing quarterback and he slides down and gets fucking hit late, Throw the fucking flag because he got hit late. I don't care if he's 6'4 and 245 pounds. That's the rules. Like, go by the rules, not what you dictate the rules should be for right. which whatever type of player is out there. Yeah, I think a lot of the issue with that, though, is, like, if you have a quarterback that's known to, like, go for the extra yards, you know, the, the refs don't call it. And, and unfortunately, that's you know, where we're at with Justin Fields, you know, it's, it's the same thing with Cam Newton. If you're known for going for that extra yard, two yards and taking on a linebacker, they're not going to give you those calls. And, and unfortunately that's what we're looking at where, you know, where, where with a Russell Wilson or some of these other quarterbacks where they're constantly just sliding, never, never trying to take the hit. Those guys get the calls because on those one, two occasions, they're not willing to take on the linebacker to get that first down. They, they'll slide no matter what, get down before anybody gets to them. So, unfortunately, it's a catch-22 where because Justin is such a good runner and, you know, he'll pop off a 40-yard run where he takes a hit, not not necessarily a, a, a solid hit, but a glancing hit here and there, and he continues scampering down the field for another 30 yards. Uh, unfortunately, that's where you're not going to necessarily get the calls because you're known as a guy that's going to take that hit to try and continue on, you know, for a 30-yard scamper. So, uh, unfortunately, it's catch-22 with with his running style. Yeah, I, I, to, to, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we're try- that's that's running after. Like, I get him trying to run the football. I'm talking about where he's clearly sliding. Yeah, like like those are the. It happened multiple times where he's clearly sliding down. He's not going to pop up. He's giving himself up, and here comes a linebacker. Here comes a fucking lineman. Well, Ivan has to earn it. He has to yeah. earn those calls. Yeah, that's, get the fuck out of here. There, <laughs> there's no earning. There's no. You don't have to earn it when somebody's blatantly trying to take you out on the ground. Yeah, no, the, I know that. I'm just giving you a hard time. It's, it's definitely I wanted an to issue see some with passion, the... and I felt that passion. <laughs> but uh, where's your coach? Uh, where's your coach advocating for you? Where, where's the coach? You should, you should lose your shit. If your quarterback keeps getting hit after the fact, where's the protection? No, uh, that's a good I, point. I, I, I did see Sweat get into it with one of them after he hit him late. Sweat got in, the, in his face right. and tried to fight him in the first half. That's great. The dude just got here, and he's already protecting him. Where's the coaches, man? You speak up. Well, unfortunately, that that's on the offensive line. That's on Jenkins and all those guys. I mean, they they got to start throwing hands and protecting their quarterback. Um, you know, and and unfortunately, we have an offensive line that they're missing that tough nosed leader that's going to go throw hands. Yeah. Uh, you know, J- Jenkins here and there has done it, um, but I mean, we're we're missing and somebody with an attitude that you know it's protect quarterback at all costs yeah 
Definitely not a security guy. <laughs> Good one, Serge. Our security guy should have been out there involved. Um, yeah. I mean, I am glad that DJ Moore actually, uh, you know, got some touchdowns in for me. I was pretty happy about that. You're just that, being selfish, you know? sir. Yeah. Being selfish. Yeah, a little bit. All right. So, uh, I mean, no, I, but I, it's I, nice to see him actually be used and stuff like that. And, and I think offense does well when he's able. I think Justin threw a nice, pretty pass to uh, DJ Moore. I think it was like right before the, the half sides. or something like that. And it looked great. He threw it. Was like right in the chat, like right over the arms of the hands of his, and it looked great. No, that was awesome. Um, so I wanted to go over third down with we all predicted about six to seven wins. Is this still uh, uh, do we still have an opportunity to get to six, seven wins if we look at the schedule coming up? Um, I gotta see who's coming up. I was going to say, I know we have uh, Falcons. Um, I think we have uh, Vikings and Green Bay still. And the Cardinals. No, it's, the, it's the Browns. It's the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers. All winnable games. Well, Joe All- Flacco did really well yesterday with the Cleveland. So, you know, feels he said he feels great to be playing again. So, I, I don't know. That paycheck. He could bro. have another great game like that. I Who knows? But, I mean... I'd like to say us to take one from Green Bay. I think that would be the icing on the cake for the end of the year. Falcons, the other guy, did really well uh, in yesterday's game. I was going to say, looking at the schedule, Cardinals, Falcons, and I would say Green Bay are definitely winnable. Um, the Browns, That's that, one, that one could be interesting to me because they have a pretty solid defense. Um with you know miles garrett so that one to me could be interesting um but like i said falcons i don't see us having an issue with their offense is terrible they won't feed Bijan. um you know desmond ritter is not the quarterback for the falcons no not uh long term um and then uh who else did i say we got uh, green bay yep uh jordan love you know seems like they're starting to come alive again uh for a while there we were talking like thank god you know that they don't have a third quarterback you know putting us uh you know in in our helpless misery um so like i said i i I for sure think uh bears bears could win out uh pretty much the remainder of their schedule but do we Um, want them to no we do not want them (laughs) we do not want unfortunately uh, yeah, you know, every time we win, it seems like we lose three draft picks. So, uh, no, we do not want them to continue winning. But unfortunately, you know, like I said, you you're facing teams like the Falcons and the Cardinals, which you know are not I, very good teams. I understand both sides, right? And I lean more towards like fuck fuck where our pick lands to be honest with you i i would rather them see i would rather see progression from the players on the field execution from the players on the field i know it's it's kind of a caveat because they have they have luke getsy who like i said there's just things that he does to just kill momentum mm-hmm. for his for for drives that just frustrate me so i don't i don't know if you should keep him around but yeah i, I just I'm looking for this Bears team next year to be ready to go unlike this year. So I'm looking for momentum. If they keep Eberflus, 
we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to accept. So we're going to have to accept another year. So why not it be another year where it's positive instead of like a negative year where we're like, man, fuck it. Like he's, we don't want him here. He sucks. This and that. Let's, let's see if he can turn things around within these next five games, right? Or four games that he has. Mm-hmm. If it, if they keep him and it leads into, you know, next season being a better season for us. Awesome. I'm all for it. But if we go ahead and lose out, and we change, you know, and we end up trying to change the regime again. Although I would, I would love for it to be a Jim Harbaugh. Are we necessarily going to have the players' uh, hearts in it? Because you just got rid of a coach who I felt like, who they probably feel like is making some progress, especially on defense. And you just need maybe a little tweak here and there on offense. It's just I would rather them win than fucking lose out again. Because you already got you already got that chip in the number one pick mm-hmm. from Carolina. Focus on your team's progression instead of regressing to gain something that may be nothing. It, you know, that's just my thought. Steven? Yeah, no, I, I agree there. Uh, one one thing I will say was there was a uh, remark by Montez Sweat um, on uh, X and basically he came out and said you know like it's super refreshing to be in the bears locker room you know eberflus has really kept the guys together and you know they're working hard and you know they're putting in the effort in practices and everything um so to hear that from a guy who came from the outside of the organization um to basically well not only knock his former team saying that that's something the commanders didn't have you know, to, to come into the Bears and then say, you know, it, he actually prefers Eberflus, that he really likes what Eberflus has going on in the building. Um, you know, that's one thing that was really nice to hear or read um, on X from a guy who came from outside the organization. So, um, again, I, I think you, everything that's going on right now, if, if we continue on the route that we are, I think Everflus has to stay. You know, again, you know, if uh, Eric Bieniemy becomes available, maybe bring him in as your offensive coordinator. Uh, get rid of Getze, and and like I said, see where we can go from here. That that would be my. You know, I know everybody's hard on for Harbaugh, but uh, like I said, I, I would love to see Everflus and Eric Bieniemy. Um, and, and see where the enemy could take our offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, I the way I would like say it, and you know, I would if you know we say with the same coach, great. But another part of me is like, if I'm thinking and I'm being devil's advocate here, anytime you get let go from a job, which I'm familiar with, <laughs> uh, you go and get a new manager. <laughs> Right. So if you get a new coach, you just got to take it at like you're still going to learn something new. And I'm trying to be glass half full kind of here, but you're going to learn something else. Maybe add to it. And I don't think anything worse could happen and have another bad season like this. Again, if we do it again next year, then uh, I really don't want to hope and pray that doesn't happen. But I'm just saying if you, you know, I get the whole concept of like Justin going through another like another coaching team. But it's like okay well you want to win let's win let's do the let's get the right pieces let's do the right things but again if you know Getsy's like here then that's fine too but i just 
I don't know. I have a weird feeling like we're, it might not end up so well. But it depends on if they keep winning or not. So that's all I got to say about that one, boys. <laughs> I, I really think, just like Ivan said, they, they're going to run it back with Iberflus because he's he's actually grown the defense and the team is coming together and actually putting wins together. You've seen the progression of the team moving forward. Um, the offense has struggled. Obviously, we had a hurt quarterback. We had a backup in there. Um, we played a very tough schedule early on. I, I do think that it has grown. I'm not a fan of all the super uh, short passes. I, we don't have, you know, Kyle Orton who can't throw the ball super deep. We have a we have a, a quarterback that's dynamic that can do both. So the play calling should be to his his strengths, and we're not using that. We're also using the running game a lot more to take pressure off of Justin Fields, so he's not taking these extra hits for no reason. I really do think that they run it back. I still think they, they should draft a quarterback um, as soon as they can after addressing the major needs, which is offensive line, wide receiver. Um, but definitely draft a quarterback to put the pressure on Justin Fields. It's like, all right, bro, you're in your fifth year. If not, boom, there's the door, and someone else is coming right behind you, and they're going to have some weapons, and they have a great defense, and they're going to be ready to win. And you may have to you know, get a, a veteran quarterback to play for a year so that way, you, if your Bo Nix is, is, is your, your quarterback, that he can learn for a year before you put him out there into the wild. But I really do think that because the, the Bears are winning, they are progressing, that they are going to run it back and everyone will stay in place. Even the OC? I think they'll keep the OC because they don't want to give Justin a, another OC, another offense to learn, uh, just like they did for Jake Cutler. And that's that's gonna be suck. That's gonna suck because I do want the enemy here. Uh, Serge says field has no pressure because other teams are already interested in. It's a win-win for the fucking Bears. If he progresses and becomes a great quarterback, great, we keep him. If he doesn't, we can trade it to Atlanta or the Cardinals or whoever or whoever may want him. You get trade him. It's a win-win for the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he keeps playing the way he's playing. We could potentially get a first round pick back for fields right um like i said in atlanta picks i think at like around seven right now or nine or so, somewhere in there um so give me the seventh or the ninth pick for fields i and i can move on with drake may or caleb williams which actually uh drake may uh, uh, um, dra- uh declared announced draft. today yep. he uh declared he will be going to the nfl um, and, and that's another issue is everything I'm reading on uh, X, Marvin Harrison Jr. being offered $20 million in NIL deals to stay. So, you know, who knows if he even comes out. Right. So, you know, e- even though the Bears are, you know, we're all hot to trot, you know, this may just be another Otani. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll get to that a little later. Um Let's punt before we punt it out. Let's uh, go over our next week's matchup versus the Browns, who are seven and five, who just lost to the Rams, thirty-six to nineteen this past weekend. Uh, we all know about the defense and all the big names there, but we're looking at Joe Flacco, old Joe Flacco, who went twenty-three for forty-four, two hundred fifty-four yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Cream Hunt twelve and forty-eight, and uh, Moore had four receptions, eighty-three yards. The, the offense is, is is pretty good, 
but the defense is where their money's at and that's uh where i am scared i do think that this was a bears loss because uh, they are i believe they're in cleveland for this one so um i i i, I think the bears lose by six Uh, to answer Serge's question right here, uh, when is uh, Fields due for a contract renewal? Um, he has one more year, and then we can offer a fifth-year option, so potentially two more years, Serge. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm going with the Bears on this one. Ooh, I think uh, I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a fun one. To be honest with you, I think Justin Fields is going to be pumped up. Definitely wants some revenge after that. Uh, Horrible NFL debut in, uh, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys remember, I think he was sacked like a billion fucking times. So I'm sure he wants to, you know, an act revenge on them. I'm, you know, and impress in front of the uh, Ohio Ohio crowd oh, after going uh, to Ohio State. Oh. Yeah, O H I O and shit. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the Bears defense will do enough to, like they just did to Jared Goff, knock Joe Flacco off his mark generate some turnovers and uh i think the offense will keep the browns defense on the field a lot longer than the browns defense will uh or excuse me a lot longer than the uh, browns offense will keep the bears defense on the field so it'll come down to turnovers and uh time of possession i think the bears are going to do a good job okay he's got the bears winning. basically a group Sorry, I, I basically agree with everything Ivan just said. Uh, you know, the Browns' defense is the best part of their offense right now, or best part of their team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, again, you know, you, you wonder how the Bears' offense will struggle against uh, a Browns' defense, but I don't, I don't see Joe Flacco with the way our, our defense is playing right now. I, I think we're going to bait him into a couple interceptions fumbles whatever it may be but i foresee at least two turnovers in this game uh from the browns so um i I think bears win all right go ahead uh stevie yeah uh, i want the bears to win as well i just um think it's gonna be close i think we're gonna maybe come up short um, but I, you know, I just feel like the negative Nancy here wanting to get a high draft pick now, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I wanted it to be an exciting game, but I think the Browns might come up with this one. Um, maybe get a couple good looks in with fields, but I think, uh, it should be a close one Fields, You know, puts on a good show and, uh, might come up short like Patrick Mahomes did last night. So, or last afternoon, I should say that, that was his boy. That wasn't Patrick. Um, I know I wasn't, yeah. but yeah, I show I, like yeah, I get you. Yeah, I just want to correct myself real quick. They played the Jaguars and beat them thirty-one to twenty-seven, not the Rams. That was the week before. Um, so we're split down the middle, and you know what? Um, we've been pretty wrong a lot of these weeks. I know uh, JC and Ivan did pick the Bears last week uh, for the win, so I guess you could follow their picks. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> I've taken a beating this week in uh, in gambling, so I'm chasing on this Monday. So hopefully I can win some money. So, um, so we uh, we split there. What do we got here? Serge is still commenting. Serge has been active on the uh, tiebreakers. Me, Serge says uh, that the <laughs> the Browns will win. Serge is the tiebreaker. All right, so we'll uh, definitely uh, take Serge, who is a proficient gambler. Uh, at his word there so 
Um, all right, it is. I fired him up and I said that Justin Fields has to earn those. Oh yeah, those you did. You did fire him up. I fired him up. I got a man. You definitely did fire him up. All right, we'll be right back with the loop after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend. New episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots. So let's kick it back over to Big Z. Thanks, Sean. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast. This is The Loop, our Chicago Sports Ronda, where we keep you in the loop. And we're going to start with our favorite basketball team here in Chicago. It is the Chicago Bulls. And uh, you know what? They've been playing pretty damn good. Uh, they're on a uh, was it three game winning streak, I believe. And uh, right now they are playing the Milwaukee Bucks as we are recording on this Monday night. They're down eleven seventy one sixty, which is no surprise because the Milwaukee Bucks circled this game after losing in Chicago. So this is a revenge game. So. Boys, what are we thinking about this new Chicago Bulls team with the youth actually running Billy Donovan's offense and the lack of Zach Levine? It's kind of what I expected because he's only coached young players and look what's going on. I think that's one of the big things that is going on in the locker room. Plus, let the younger players play. You see Kobe White dropping 31 points. That's not ever happened with him in his career as a bull. I mean, he's had high-scoring games, but I think that's where he actually popped off. Um, Patrick Williams did really well, too. I think everyone's on full cylinders. But again, it shows what veterans do with Milwaukee. Like Jose said, yeah, it's a circle game. It's a revenge game. It's never even been close. Milwaukee, ever since uh, Adonis was there, like he just, you know, has always taken over. So... I think, uh, you know, seeing a lot of the ball passing around, getting some good reads, you know, watching the screens, hitting the three ball. I think Kobe's been taking over really well with the threes. I think he did really well. Again, I say it really well because he did, I think, six threes. Uh, and he made six, I think, in a, not in a row, but he made him total points for three. So, I don't know. I'm happy with it, but I know right now it all comes down to the second half. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, they're fun to watch. And like you, I agree with you. Billy Donovan is a young player's coach. You did what you saw what he did in OKC with with the, all the young talent. Then when he got Chris Paul and, and the rest of the veterans, it kind of messed up the, the chemistry and what he was trying to do. And, you know, he had they, they renewed his contract. And now he's here and Debo 
does do well with this group. Vooch does do grow well with this with this group because they run the offense. They do use him. They space out the floor. They're sharing the ball. They're they're. I think they've doubled or almost tripled their amount of assists without uh, since they not had Zach Levine. You got Kobe White with uh, was it six or seven straight games with so many threes or ten straight games. I can't remember. Keep up with all his stats right now. He's breaking a lot of records and. It, they're fun to watch. Even right now, while they're losing, I still think they can come back. Ivan? I'm looking forward to seeing more of the youth movement. I'm done with Levine. I'm done with... I'm not so much done with Vooch, but I'm done with Levine. I'm done with the Rosen. If you want to move on from them, by all means, move on. We just need to see some positives. You know what I mean? As a fan base, you need to see some positives. Having the success you've had with, you know, like Steven said, like Billy Donovan coaching the young guys and him being a young player's coach and him being able to, you know, uh, have success with younger guys in OKC before they fucked it off. I think that that is the best decision that the organization can make moving forward. So if it's, you know, if, if this is the case, then you need to see an expedited approach to moving Zach Levine and moving a DeMar DeRozan and gathering some more, you know, assets, some younger assets that would fit well with the style of play that you want to go ahead and move forward with. I I just don't think you can force this phony big three anymore <laughs> with DeRozan, Levine, and Booch. You, you already tell Levine's mind he's fucking somewhere else right now. Uh, DeRozan, I'm sure, is... is Chop it at the bit to get the fuck out of here too at, at the uh, at the deadline. Maybe do a contender, but it's it's a done deal when it comes to the Vooch, Levine, and DeRozan project. Just go ahead with the youth. I I think they still keep Vooch. I think he's a valuable piece to he's a veteran presence that can help with the young kids. Um, he's still a double double machine. He's still pretty consistent. Um, he does disappear when they are ooh, 74, 65 at the half. Uh, when there's a big center, a dominant center, Vooch does tend to disappear because he avoids contact. He is not that guy. Um, and you saw how he struggled against uh, Wimbignana uh, when it came to, you know, trying to go into the hole. So, you know, there is some issues with him, but I still think that, that he should be kept. Patrick Williams has blossomed in the era of the no no Zach Levine, you have Kobe White who's running the point and still being able to shoot very well. Ayo has minutes has come up. He's been playing pretty great. Um, Caruso is hurt. Obviously, we know why because he plays at one hundred and fifty percent. You've got the bench uh, with uh, that, that came in the other gate the other day and had like twenty six points. Uh, one of the other guys had like four three pointers the other day uh, in, in uh, San Antonio. The bench has been showing up. They're getting minutes. They're able to do what their talents are are, are putting the, in a team for, and it's good results. JC, what do you got? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we, we've you know, I said a couple weeks ago that uh, you know, potentially the one guy that I really like to stay on the team would be DeRozan, um, but then you know, more news has come out on X saying that uh, you know they really are not even close on an extension and correct it's looking more and more like he's going to be gone um so you know unfortunately where 
you look at with Levine out, DeRozan's actually been toeing the line and playing pretty good with these young players, um, you know, alongside with Vooch. Um, but you sit there and look at, you know, if, if they're that far away and apart from each other on contract extensions, you know, unfortunately it's something we're more than likely going to have to do. We're going to have to move on from DeRozan. Um, now I also read something that, uh, you know, the bulls, they, they really like Caruso and they don't want to move on from him either. So, you know, to me, if like, so then we're just going to move on from Levine and, DeRozan like to me at at that point like you got to move on from Caruso as well um that's just my thoughts you know uh you know if if we keep one guy in Vooch and run with the young players that's fine to me especially with Billy Donovan you know his specialty is you know as like you guys said working with younger players but it's again why what would be the point in keeping Caruso like to me like I would think his his trade value and um, you know potentially what we would get back it's all time would high. be worth more worth more to me than yeah. you know uh, again him running at a hundred percent and now he has a left ankle sprain you know so to me I I, I just look at Le- Caruso and like I've said he's the man of glass he's constantly little nicks and injuries and things of the nature where. I'm ready to move on from Caruso. You know, he, he's a great player, but I, you know, he, he's not getting any younger and doesn't really help me, you know, develop these younger players. So, um, you know, minutes and time to these younger players are more important than Caruso remaining on my team. Stevie B. I mean, I mean, I would say this that uh, with the Spurs, it was a great win. But if you look at all the starting five. DeRozan, 20 points, Williams, 20, uh, Vooch, 21, and Kobe White, 24. I mean, that's good overall passing. Everyone's getting the ball. Everyone's getting at least 20 points a game. I mean, I, I like to see all that. And, I, you know, we're used to seeing 61 through Zach and, and other things like that with uh, DeMar. But it's like if you look at that, yeah, minutes for all three of them or all four, uh, yeah, all five of them, it's around the same. You know, Kobe, 39, Vooch, 36 Patrick was 34 and DeMar 39 I mean they have chemistry going on all cylinders right now and they're passing the ball they're getting the clean looks apparently I mean the assists are going through uh DeMar had 10 Patrick Williams had three Vooch had two assists and Kobe had six as he should but that's that's my point I, I think they're firing all cylinders I don't know what's going on right now I see Jose throwing his arms up uh like he just don't care right now so no I have time or you no I've football? got I, I got four screens I got this screen I got the outline I got uh the Bulls playing over here and I'm looking at stats at the same time uh, looking at right I've seen that wall in that room I don't know how you have all those TVs everywhere I just I just have one TV right now I'm using a bracket to, oh, I'm, I'm, I have my phone that oh, has okay. a magnet so you just plug it up there uh Vooch has seven points right now Kobe white has 19 DeRozan has 22 Patrick Williams has disappeared he's only got five points right now uh Craig has five Drummond has two Terry has three Drummond Drummond's a beast he's got five rebounds already in eight minutes um, I wish he can play every game, all game, but he's just he's a little older and he can't be doing that, which is fine. But, you know, we need our backup point guards, uh, which would, in this case, starting point guard was Desumu. 
but we need him actually showing up and showing some growth and this is where caruso is one of the main cogs for you that runs right. that offense and brings everybody together and is also a defensive presence uh because the last time he was guarding giannis and shutting them down so now you don't have that you don't have that intensity and i think that's one of the reasons that they want to keep him but to jc's point this is where his trade values as the all-time high you trade him uh the the martin rosen has already said new york and miami are his two destinations zach wants to go to la send his ass to the clippers to the dysfunctional clippers and uh let let him sort let him sweat it out over there so um i I really would be hilarious it would because there's nothing but egos and there's only one ball so you know let them deal with that bs over there and you know we'll take the draft picks and and everything that they can offer us but this team is not going to win a championship this year and possibly not next year you still have lonzo ball on on, you know on the books and that's another anchor holding you back from developing and, and being a contender you have too much money on the books that you can't move and this is this is a problem uh, 20 million for Pat Williams. Uh, fuck no. No way. No, we, we've already covered this in previous episodes and we're not going there again. Uh, send him to Detroit and take the young talent. Yeah, I would. De- we talked about that last episode where send Zach Levine to Detroit and pick up some young talent and some picks and, and run it. Definitely. Any other thoughts on people the Bulls? Will have to, people will have to average like. 25 10 and like 7 the rest of the season for me to fucking go ahead and even think about giving him yeah more than more than 12 million dollars yeah you know what i'm saying like what has he done to deserve 20 fucking million dollars a year another guy is scared of contact i mean he's had some he has some good games but nothing like compared uh to like being consistent about it i mean look at him now he's got what five points still yeah, I wish yeah. he had uh, uh, Drummond's physicality in his motor. I, that, that, I wish I, you know, you put, you know, uh, Patrick Williams use into Andre Drummond, but that's just not possible. Um, all right, final thoughts on the Bulls before we move on to the Blackhawks. Final thoughts for me: just keep letting these young kids play, man. Like I said, you know, just. I think Levine's out still for another three weeks, two weeks, or something like that. Like he's on a banana like, boat keep somewhere. Keep letting these young kids progress. Yeah, def- definitely. All right. Uh, well, let's say rest of the season, but fades away with the new contract. Yeah, no, thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, search. There's no reason to sign that kid. All right, let's move over to the other team that plays at the Madhouse on Madison. That would be the Chicago Blackhawks. Stevie B, what's going on with the Blackhawks? Oh man, yesterday was a scuffle for sure. Um, <laughs> it had, you know, bad taste in everyone's mouth because the Capitals won four to two. You know, um, they actually got into a team fight altercation, but uh, you know, with the fighting stuff, I like it. It's great camaraderie. It shows everyone's got each other back in hockey. Um, but yeah, they lost four to two. You know, they lost to the Capitals, and yeah. again, it was still fun to watch. You know, it was a Sunday night game at the United Center. So, I mean, I, you know, once you w- finish watching the, you know, the Bears play, then I hop on and I was watching some of the game. Um, but, uh, you know, it was close in there. Uh, again, you know, you're getting assists from Bed- uh, Bedard and uh, a couple other guys in there. But, you know, the night before, 
what was it on Saturday, December 9th, they beat the Blues three to one. So, and then the following day, they beat the the Thursday, they beat the Anaheim uh, and Anaheim Ducks. Yep. So, I mean, they're up and down. Again, you're going to see that with a young team. It's fun to watch, and they're not just going to straight lose, right? So, you know, other than that, I mean, I'm still going to wear my Blackhawk stuff and still support the team again. And uh, I sent you uh, a fun video well, yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, the, the Blackhawks, certain winter schedule wonderland. days, they have oh, like, all it. Christmas themed out. Tons of fun things to do with the family. Um, I'm trying to go to a game this year, you know, spread some holiday cheer. Jose, if you want to, you pay for my ticket too. Um, uh, yesterday you paid for the barbecue stuff. So yes, I appreciate I that. I You're finally welcome. got that, uh, that, uh, meal. Your bet. Paid. Been, so yeah. nah, my bet hit. So, uh, yeah, nice. but, uh, but it was good. I, I think this team is going to be fun and you know, they're nine and 17 at one tie. So uh, they kind of have the same record as the Bulls right now, but I would still watch uh, the Blackhawks a little bit more. The Hawks, I like both teams. Yeah, the Hawks uh, had a great yeah. game last week against the Predators where it went into overtime. And, right. and you know, yeah, you have Bedard with the sick as, you know, uh, uh, sh- um, what is that called? The shootout. Uh, shootout. Yeah, that was ridiculous because yep. I got, I was at the bar after bowling. Uh, yeah, and it was, I was just in time for overtime and then just to see them lose. But this team has fight. They're gritty. They got fight. They just don't have enough talent to compete on a nightly right. basis with the rest of the NHL. Um, there's teams that they do compete with because they're at the same level. But uh, I, this I mean, is a building year. This too. Is, they beat uh, the Stanley Cup champions, and I believe at their home. The, the, so uh, yeah. it's things like that. Yeah, yeah. They have the uh, Oilers this week, the Kraken, and then finish off the week with the Canucks on Sunday. So. Um, again, just go and support this team. They're young, they're gritty, they're fun to watch. Um, and I told you guys, I got two weeks off in December, at the end of December. Uh, so uh, I'm ready to go to a Blackhawks game. Let's schedule something for those days. All right, JC, uh, even yeah. at the end of Blackhawks? Uh, I'll say this just because Steven brought it up where, you know, the Bulls and the Blackhawks almost have the same record. And I'll, I'll say this, you know, it's it's one of those where you look at the bulls and you're super upset because you look at the roster and the talent that's on the, on the team. Then you go look at the Blackhawks and you're like, Oh, they're awesome. Like, <laughs> like this is a fun team. To, you know. right. so it's, it's one of those where it's like, you know, even though they have the same record, it's kind of one of those, like you forgive the Blackhawks because we know what they were last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you sit there and go, Hey, you know what? We have a superstar in Bedard now. Like, we're growing like we we can see that you know the blackhawks will hopefully be on the upward trajectory where the the bulls you're sitting there saying the talent should have us here but we're playing like here yeah you know so it's one of those where it's kind of interesting even though the teams have a very similar record how our perceptions of one team are their dog ass and then the other team is like yes let's root them on like come on like you're doing great you know, so I, I I just found that kind of interesting. I no, just, no, uh, yeah. Talk about that for a second. Oh man, I'm just excited. I'm I'm happy to watch this team play. Uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, based on what they were last year, you know, again, you have a superstar in Bedard that, you know, it, it makes you hopeful for the future. Uh, to answer Serge's comment, how is the new goalie looking? It's up and down. I think. 
depending on who we're playing against, if they have an elite team too, and it's hard for us to defend sometimes and get back. And you know, some guys have some great, you know, hat tricks, but it's because they're taking. I think it's a learning process when it comes. It's better again. It's better than last year. Yeah, so, the guy's taking like forty like shots that. a game. You, you know, it's it's yeah, it's a young guy. So again, I'm not. If they if they just compete, it looks like it's fun, and they still have a losing record. Great. Let's get another great draft pick and another great player to put alongside Bedard. And then you start building, bringing in some veterans. You bring in a Bufflin. You got to have a Bufflin on your team to whoop somebody's ass for touching your players. Uh, you need that type of that grittiness. And, and I think that the Blackhawks will be there. They'll be there soon. Yeah, you need that dog energy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Speaking um, of dogs, the White Sox. <laughs> hold on bro. yes hold on i'll play it right now hold you on. know what time it is <laughs> this is this is ivan's favorite time i gotta play the white Sox song white socks white socks <laughs> go go white socks let's go go let's go, go, go white socks <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck you guys oh my god you i just point out like as steven's doing the arrows pointing it's like he's doing desk pops <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's pop. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> oh boy, the Atlanta Braves are What's sending. Oh, go ahead. So go ahead. What's going on with the White Sox? Oh my like, God! Uh... Nothing much, really. Uh, the White Sox got, got a trade for Max Strassi. The Atlanta Braves are sending six point two six million to the White Sox, along with Max Strassi, uh, covering pretty much the entire salary except for the minimum of seven hundred forty thousand. He was traded to the White Sox this past Saturday, one day after the catcher was acquired by the Braves in a deal with the Los Angeles Angels. So not only are we taking the Angels coaches, we're taking their bums from behind the plate. He's a 212, 212 career average with 41 homers, 128 RBIs in 10 seasons uh, with Houston and the Angels. He sucks. Um, <laughs> he just sucks. Well, it's just, well, I don't expect a lot of players that want to go somewhere. I, I, that, they're, they're, uh, no, they're, not they're just, going they're just bottoming, bottoming out right here. Chicago agreed with terms of two week of with a two year deal, fifteen million, with pitcher Eddie Eddie um, Eric Freddie. I can't read today. A major league source told MLB on Tuesday this past Tuesday the deal's pending with physical. Um, Following an underwhelming six-year stretch in the big leagues, uh, Fetty took Korea and became the best starting pitcher in the KBO. He's 30 years old. He's a right-hander. He went 20-6 and six with a 2-0-0 ERA over 180 innings with the NC Dinos in 2023. So he's a strikeout pitcher. He's uh, durable, 180 innings. That's pretty good. Um, again, you're not seeing the top of the top talent out there. You know, you got... Probably Dexter Fowler out there in the KBO, and you know all these old players that are out and out of the out of the MLB. So you take that with a grain of salt. Um, what else? Let's see. The White Sox uh, owner met with the mayor of Nashville over uh, the That's pretty cool. He, they just met. He was there on vacation, right? He was on the vacation. Their best just buddy. Hanging out and, uh, this some I, barbecue and this is just a ploy. Talk. Yeah, he went to honky tonk. Um, this is just a ploy, just like in, you know, in, when they were threatening to go to St. Pete, and it never happened. This is just another threat, another uh, another chip, a uh, bargaining chip for him. They they're here till twenty twenty eight. That's when their contract runs out, and you know they have that contract with the state for U.S. cellular or guaranteed rate or 
I don't know, T-Mobile. Don't say those words, guarantee rate. Whatever, whatever (laughs) you want to call it. Um, it's 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 I don't know it I don't know what the hell they're doing on the south side. Uh, they're also favored to sign Venezuelan third baseman Eduardo Herrera for one point six or to two million, and Dominican shortstop Fernando Cruz for one million when the new international signing period opens on January fifteenth. They're both seventeen year olds at the moment. Cruz is the number four, number four talent, and uh, Herrera is the number eleven in the MLB pipeline international ranking so they're definitely going young but i mean looking at this lineup like six through nine is hot garbage besides Luis robert and if Eloy's healthy he can be good and i'm saying good not great and there's the, the you know, i would say average so i mean he's he he's, he's, a, he's an average spider-man he climbs the the nets and and fucks up on the walls and blows out his elbows and he's really good at getting injured um you have Joao Moncada who you know rather sing bachata songs than play third base every day I, I don't know I used to have I used to have a song on on, on the board I just took it off because I, I got yeah, sick of it I, I, I had the video somewhere jeez let me go find that shit that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that video was hilarious he's got his uh his his tips all frosted and he's got the romper on it's 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 a video. It's a video. Uh, yeah, there's not much going on with the White Sox. It's nothing but uh, just crap. Misery and just <sighs> polished dog turds and, you know, the ghosts of 2005 that haunt the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So Still got firework shows every once in a while if they can actually manage a win yeah yeah they're gonna take a big uh big loss on those fireworks I what think are you talking about every friday and saturday is firework night elvis night oh well, you got, got you got country night you got salsa night they got all these nights man it's, it's gonna be nothing but themes man you gotta come in with your own halloween costumes oh my yeah, god there you go yeah all right let's talk about the cubs the other team oh, on, the, on the yeah, on the city who's actually looking uh, pretty good right now, even though oh, they they wow. came short on the seven hundred million dollar man in Shohei Otani. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. the deal that he was offered by the Dodgers, uh, it's two million dollars a year for ten for ten years, and then deferred money sixty eight million for another ten years, something like that. That is that? Am I reading that correctly? So it's twenty thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. essentially, all his money is deferred for by the time they sell the Dodgers or something. I mean, he did it the right way because he wants to spend the money, wants the team to spend the money in putting the team together. But the Cubs could have offered that. Search. Let's be realistic. The Sox would never have offered this. They never offered big money for a pitcher. They would never offer that for Otani. The Cubs should have been in this conversation. And, th- and, you know, dumping the Brinks trunk at his front door. Ivan? I am okay with not getting Shohei Otani. Um, yeah, $700 million, a little deep. I get the deferred part. That's awesome. You know, I, it's a, it's, it pisses me off just because it's like, oh, wow. Why, like, why doesn't everybody do this shit? You know, but I, I. There's going to be an Otani rule now. better off. Right, but I think the Cubs are better off at using the money that they have in, on other player by multiple other players that will 
bring the team success because you need a you need a third baseman, you need yes, a first sir. baseman, yes, you sir. need multiple right you field. Need multiple relievers, you need a starter. You, it's there's a lot of things that seven hundred million dollars could bring to the Cubs that you know one Shohei Otani won't do. So right. I'm okay with it. Like it's it is what it is. Of course I would have loved to have them, but that's a lot of fucking money and that's a lot of jumping through hoops in order to like in order to appease this guy. Like I just feel like there's not that he's like a piece of shit or a diva or anything, but I just feel like he's a diva. The focus would be on the show the focus would be on Shohei and not the in Cubs. Chicago and not the Cubs. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great way of saying that uh, our feelings are hurt, but we're just going to say it's not it's them, not us kind of thing. Right now, the country agent like they're targeting Matt Chapman from the Blue Jays. So I think he's a great third baseman. I also think that they should go after him again. You know, we have the money. Let's go spend it. Spend, spend, spend. Um but uh, also, it was funny that uh, Cody Bellinger's fiance got the Blue Jays fans set up for another heartbreak because they were, you know, supposedly going to get Otani. He, they were in the runnings, right? Um, I <laughs> They're guess still at the airport waiting for him. What was that? They're still at the airport waiting for Otani to show up in Toronto. Right. Um, so I guess she posted a photo that looked like uh, the Toronto Sphere thing. I don't know what it's called. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Roger Stadium. Um, but they thought that, sure. Or, or, you know, Drake lives in that spinny thing that's the biggest thing in the city. Um, but yeah, I guess it was like maybe a pass photo. And um, he's not really, maybe not there, like in real time. I think it was just a, a photo that she posted and it was just the corner of the thing. So, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be a Blue Jay. But now let's go after, let's keep him. Let's get Pete Alonzo. Let's keep Cody. Let's just get all three and just make this a nice lineup. I, I don't think they get Cody Bellinger. I think that price is way too high for what he did. I think he showed out because it was a contract year. And uh, I don't think you're gonna, he's going to replicate that type of production. He's going to get paid. And I think it might be in San Francisco, to be honest with you. Well... You know, a boy could dream, can he? So, <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with Ivan. I mean, Spread the money around and get some great talent to surround this team with consistent players that are going to show up and play. You know, great baseball. Like you do right. need a right fielder. You do need a first baseman. You need relievers. You need a starting pitcher. You need a third baseman. You do have a lot of young talent. Is it time to flip that young talent for proven winners, or are you going to? Wait to these this talent rises, the cream rises to the top. You know your Ed Howard has been sitting down there for years. Your Pete Crow Armstrong maybe needed a little bit more seasoning. Uh, you've got some players down there. I don't know what you're gonna do with them. I mean, I mean the Cubs have been going after uh, Glass now. Uh, is that gonna happen? What are you gonna, you're giving up for him for one year? Uh, it's a lot of money for one year and a lot of prospects. So I don't know what you're gonna do. Evan, what do you think, man? Be my inner spirit. Give me some hope. I don't know, man. Just spend the money. Like, just start fucking spending the money. The more, the more that they sit on their hands, the more anxious I'm getting. Oh right? yeah. Because, because it's like 
don't don't end the the, the off season where you picked up an okay reliever or you know and I understand you could feel like I said you could fill a couple spots but at least get somebody of some significance at a key position like a glass now like a you know if you make a trade for somebody whoever just try to make it's not going to be a Otani splash Right. But make some type of significant move this offseason so the Cubs, so at least the Cubs fans can see, hey, they're trying to actually make a run uh, this, this upcoming season. Yeah, for, for me, it's I, I don't think the Cubs had a backup plan, and now they're sitting here scratching their heads going, what the hell do we do now? Um, or at least that's what it seems like to me. Um, I, I think they were fully in on Otani and, you know, I, I'll give Otani this. I don't hate him as much as I hate LeBron's, you know, decision. Oh, the press conference um, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, at least Otani, like the, he, you knew where he was going. It, it was pretty much Dodgers the whole way. You know, when you, when you hear like, Hey, he may go to Toronto. It's like, well, <laughs> shit, you know, that, that would, that would be cool for baseball you know, where the Dodgers don't do what the Dodgers are doing, where, you know, like I said, now you're deferring $68 million, you know, 2034, where it, I, I prefer the NFL salary cap. I, I don't know what the hell MLB is doing in the way of salary cap, where one team spends 80 million, another team spends 400 million, you know, and then you got your deferring money nine years from now. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You know. It, so they're in the luxury it, tax. <laughs> yeah. So they're in the luxury tax. So they'll be, well, once they start paying, they'll be in the luxury tax. Because they found a loophole and the, the new GM for the Dodgers found this loophole. Th this is just smart using the system against the system. They allowed this. And it and it just, it's a bad thing to do. Stop doing that. Because if that's the case, the Marlins could have done that. Tampa could have done that. And Tampa's always had a good team. They just never get over the hump because they never have any superstars. It's a bad loophole. Yeah, but, but, and, and that's the thing is like, I think MLB needs uh, after this, like they need to go relook at how their salary cap kind of stuff works and restructure some stuff. Um, Cause again, like, all it is is now you're looking at a team like the Dodgers where they're like, well, in 2034, you know, hopefully salaries will be 500 million and, you know, we can eat that 68 million and not give two shits. Exactly. You know, so again, I, I think uh, MLB is going to have to look at that loophole and, you know, kind of shore it up and close it up somehow um, or, or put a cap on, you know, how much money can be deferred, you know, into future um, you know, years. Um, that said, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of us put our, you know, money in the Otani basket. And now, you know, we're and like, I even said, you know, the, the more, the longer it goes without any word of us getting anyone, you know, it's kind of getting where us Cubs fans are getting a little desperate for some sort of good news to, you know, be, told to us i want a christmas miracle i want right? another one I, I, like, really, I, I, Otani give, was my give first me one a name and i'll be right. happy and no no I, I don't want carlos boozer no 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 i don't no. want that type of situation no i really think you, you, for the cubs i think they really will get some players that are very 
um, veterans that are going to be able to produce. You got your Hoskins at first base. Um, really good numbers at first base. I know he's 31. You got third baseman such as uh, I, uh, Steven said, Matt Chapman. He's 31 as well. 7.6 war. You, you can go after uh, Justin Turner if you just want to band it. He's 39. Um, Candelaria is off the books. You had him. I think he was serviceable. I don't think he he's worth the money he signed for. Um, but I'm looking at who else you would go on. Everyone's pretty old when it comes to third base. I mean, are you going Mike Moustakis? No, there's really no nothing you can do there. So you might have to plug and play Morel at first and get yourself a good third baseman and then platoon right field. I was very shy with shocked with Candelario signing. I thought we would have gave him or offered him something, but I, again, like he you went, said, he went uh, for the, the money, money he got, got money, yeah. uh, is a little bit more than what he's kind of really worth, I guess, in yeah. some aspects, but you know. Yeah, I really don't see anything. I mean, if you go for, for a fielder, Luis Gurriel, he's 30. He's a proven winner. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to get Jock Peterson. I mean, I think that's just a, a, a stop plug. That's some, not something that's it's going to be flashy, but somebody who can play every day. Um, Michael Brantley, he's 37. That more likely for a DH. Uh, there's really not that many big names out there or names that you want to plug in that, that are going to be productive. So they might go with a lot of youth until they get to the trade market and then see where their team is at. I would literally, just like Serge said, uh, focus on the bullpen and your starting pitching. So uh, it, the hot stove is a turned off because I, I really think with the, with the holidays coming off, I think that they're going to take a pause and wait till after New Year. So. All right, final let, words let on the cup. Up and let, uh, can I just bring up an interesting yep. name uh, yep. that I, I was, you know, looking at X the other day, and now that he is uh, no longer in trouble, Trevor Bauer. Is he still under contract yeah. with the Dodgers, though? That's where I think uh, it might be Harry. I don't know if they voided his contract know. or just paused his contract. So that's what I'm not sure of because he was suspended. So I'm not sure if his contract was then uh, suspended for the time being, or was it uh, voided? That's what I'm, I don't remember because it's been what a year and a half now since that happened. Uh, so, but if he's if he's a free agent, definitely take him out of one year flyer, prove it here, and you know you go from there. Uh, February 6, twenty twenty three, Dodgers still paying for Maybe. Trevor Bauer um, signing after his release. So it looks like he may have been released. Okay. Mm. So I don't know. Um, I, I know he signed with a Japanese team um, at one point was playing in Japan, but right. it, it was just an interesting name that kind of popped up across my uh, 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 across my feed where I was like, I was like, it might be interesting to you know for on a one year prove it deal, you know, bring him in, see if he can keep his head on straight and. You know, see if he's got anything left in the arm. You know, I, why not? Why not take a flyer? I, he's not going to be expensive. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, but yeah, can can we get Bellinger signed soon? Because I would hope. Like so. I said, I, I just need I, give me one name and I'll settle down. But like I said, it 
the, this you know after after otani signed it's, it's like we're in a lull and you know reading we're out on yamamoto and all this other stuff where it's just like all right you know can can we get some news or word on we're in on somebody or yeah. moving in on something yeah well you know chicago doing chicago things shopping in the uh, middle to bottom tier uh, of the aisle yeah i just you know I don't, I don't want to wait till the lights come on at the bar we've all right? been there boys we've all been there <laughs> i'm usually there by myself and there's no one around so <laughs> you stayed too late yeah like, what happened uh no all right boys uh well let's take a quick break uh, and we'll come back with stirring a pot after a word from our sponsors Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. What up? It's Martin Moreno and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Thanks, Martin. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with Big Z. We got Stevie B, Ivan, and JC Howard in the house. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. And uh, if you are new to the show, Stevie B, what time is it? Oh, it's during the pot time. Yes, sir. It is time to stir the pot. <laughs> this sounds like he's stirring his drink with his finger. Um, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be what finger I'm staring at it with right now. Oh, thank God it's a finger, not something else. Um, <laughs> that's a no water on the weekend. That's a no water weekend thing to do. Oh my goodness! Yeah. All right. Uh, so, in honor of going to Offset Barbecue, thank you to Carlo and I forget the other one's name. Uh, Doug. Doug. The, Carlo was the one that uh, we met. Yeah, I met Carlo. Yeah, uh, so thank you to Carlo with Offset Barbecue. Great hospitality, great barbecue. Um, was there this past Sunday? I had the uh, smoked ribs, uh, smoked wings, the chili, the cornbread, uh, the corn on the cob. Um, I think that was it. I think I, I don't remember I had anything, anything else. But and uh, Miller Lite. <laughs> and oh, I had one Miller Lite. I, yeah. And what was the other? Uh, pink drinks the strawberry something it was a strawberry lemonade vodka it was a little oh, too nice. sweet for me i, I thought it was, it was gonna be strong yeah. and not as sweet so it is what it now is. did you eat the ribs yet did uh, you that's, touch after this show after the show i'm eating the ribs i'm literally waiting for that, to oh, be okay. that right now. yeah uh i would say put them in the oven for a little bit let them get a little bit warm don't put them in the microwave no put them in the air fryer i don't have an oven i don't have a stove oh that oh you don't you don't even have a stove that's right Total bachelor over here. That type of <laughs> top, top household here. <laughs> yeah, so in honor of that, I want to talk about barbecue barbecue spa, uh, places 
what is your favorite barbecue place and what is the number one thing that you order there so uh let's start with stevie b you can't say offset why it's, i'm the one who turned it on to you and they're one of the sponsors on nowhere that we well they're affiliated with us <laughs> they're but uh but i just had the bbbbl so it's um <laughs> You know, the brisket, bacon, bread, lettuce, and tomato uh, sandwich, and I got fries. But the Chicago white sauce that is on there, they should, like, get Kobe White to be uh, the face for that uh, that that sauce that they have. But uh, I like that. And then also, I guess you want to say Smoke Daddy's. That's in Wicker Park. It's pretty good. They got rib tips. I think that's the only difference that Offset doesn't have uh, is rib tips. So. Okay. Smoke Daddy. Okay. I know the location. I've been there. Um Ivan, what is your favorite go barbecue place? Go with, go with Sean, though. Why? If you ever want to go, go with Sean because he knows the manager. And last time he was there and I couldn't make it, he had his whole tab for free. Comped. Yes. So go with go with Sean. Sean is holding out. <laughs> Ivan, what is your barbecue place and what is your favorite meal there? Uh, I really don't have a barbecue place, man. I don't specifically have one. I would just enjoy barbecue in general. So... Whatever you throw at me, I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy it as long as it's not fucking dry. As long and as your stash yeah, is you dirty, huh? Tasty sauce, yeah. Ivan likes to get his stash dirty. Famous, famous Dave's is that one that you've been to? I, I actually, no, I haven't been to Famous Dave's. Yet. I actually famous enjoy Dave's, Famous Dave's. I've heard it's good. I, yeah, I think they have good. good. I have that good barbecue. I like the sauce, the Diablo the Devil Spit. I love that sauce. Uh, JC, favorite barbecue place. Uh, Q thirty nine in uh, Q thirty nine. All right, uh, Kansas City. Um, Q thirty nine, Oklahoma Joe's and uh, Jack Stacks. Um, all Kansas City uh, barbecue spots. All three. Um, Q thirty nine. Got to go with the burnt end burger. Oh my god! So <laughs> get, get, get those burnt end. Uh, you know, brisket on top of a burger. So good, very good. Oh man, Love that it. sounds so good. I'm. So, I didn't mean to laugh at what you were saying, JC. I was laughing at Serge's comment. Uh, so much for the calories lost this week, Jose. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and you had like a bunch of meat you didn't cook the night before. And, I did. Co- you know, I cooked the meat when I yeah Sunday night. I cooked it and that's what I had the past today. So, uh, anyways, JC Q39 and what's the other one? Uh, yeah, so Q39 in Kansas City, um, pretty well known. Andy Reid frequents there pretty much after every Super Bowl win. And, you know. Do you know what he gets? Uh, I think he gets the burnt end burger, if, if I remember correctly, from uh, one of the interviews. He talked about the burnt end burger from Q39. Um, Oklahoma Joe's um, is a famous barbecue spot in Kansas City as well, actually in a gas station. Um, so shout out to them as well. Um, in here in Illinois, um, one of the spots I go to actually up in Gurney is a place called Mission Barbecue. Um, you know, in the way of uh, barbecue spots, uh, one of the better ones that I've had. You know, kind of as a uh, quick, uh, you know, you walk in, order, and your food's pretty much ready in like five minutes. Nice. So, um, Mission Barbecue in Gurney. Awesome. I'll have awesome. to check that out. Take a drive up there. Take a drive. 
yeah there there's another place uh up there uh i have a place up there um there's another a place cabin? called uh barbecue production oh. um and, and literally you you park in their parking lot and you smell the smoke like rolling out of the place and you're like oh man it's gonna be one of the best like it smells so good and then you go in there and the food was let down unfortunately so oh that's um, a bummer the smoke yeah, tasted so, better so than the food shout out to mission <laughs> like i said mission barbecue their food was at least on point um but i i cook a mean brisket if uh in in the summer stop by uh i'll cook us up a brisket and we'll Damn. have at it sounds good yeah, yeah. is that on the boat uh, or off the boat yeah yeah you can hit up the boat as well uh i got a 44 inch uh vertical smoker um so i can cook uh two pork butts you know multiple uh briskets multiple slabs of ribs so we, we can have fun i want to point out that jose changed his hat uh close to the end of the show and he puts an la hat on i mean if that doesn't show you that um you've given up on the white socks and you you know see them as like uh dead I don't know. I don't want to tell you. Might as well move to Nashville. Yeah, go away. Don't tell you me what a fucking good time, bro. In Chicago. I love Nashville. It's the club. I fucking love Nashville. They ain't moving down there. Nashville needs their own team. They don't need to be a transplant uh, team there. Fuck that. No. I want to go and do some honky tonk. That's what I want to do. Uh, that is my favorite bar there, honky tonk. All right. Uh, uh, believe it or not, one one of the one of the best spots I've ever had tacos was in Nashville. Mm. I, I believe it's probably like <laughs> yeah there, there there was a place in california i've had tacos i can't remember the name of the place i'll have to look it up and uh, see if i can find the name of it um but like i said Na- nashville and uh the place i had in california were two of the best uh, taco places i've ever had so shout out to them yeah um uh, i like to go to margaritaville in nashville the fuck uh, who I forget whose song that who owns that Jimmy Margaritaville Buffett. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett there Jimmy you Buffett. go Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville yeah, yeah he's got cool. one everywhere there's one there's one in Navy Pier bro oh yeah I'm looking it up and I was like oh maybe it's the wrong one doesn't say Jimmy Buffett on there but uh, it's closed apparently it opens on Tuesdays not on Mondays there so bummer alright we're running a little long in the tooth so uh, we ready to wrap it up boys yeah, let's do it. Yep. All right, cool. All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, our listeners, our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your podcast t-shirt. Search for True Chicago and use promo code 15 to get 15% off your entire order. Check out the rest of the 606 Media lineup, the newest show in the 606 Media family. It is the No Water on the Weekend with Steven and Sean. Uh, Stevie B, what was this uh, past episode's topic? Yeah, so uh, new episode, it's out now. It is out. Uh, it doesn't take, you know, a couple of days to do it. But uh, yeah, we have uh, fight clubs in South Carolina with two teachers having three and four-year-olds fight each other, uh, the kids. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you have a mini fight club down there. Uh, tons of things to do in Chicago for the Christmas holidays if you're a family friendly and you know I like to think no other weekends a family friendly uh, show sometimes, sometimes. but uh, yeah Angie joins the pod and it's overall a good time amazing Ivan you got your show tomorrow tell us where they can find your show yeah tomorrow night another bear show on YouTube 
uh, Facebook. We we had some issues with Facebook, but I think we'll we'll think we've taken care of those. But YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it'll be a positive show, definitely more more to the positive side. But I will address the dislikes from the game a lot more in detail because there were a lot of things that that need to be addressed that should have already been addressed and fixed but continue to pop up but it, it will be a positive you know for uh for tomorrow night's show another bear show check it out amazing jc where can they find you for your uh football knowledge all that breakdown you do uh at jc dynasty ff um like i said uh as the nfl season gets more towards playoffs and starts winding down for the bears um that's when my stuff starts picking up uh start watching all the all 22 films on some of these rookies uh like i said uh spent a little time this weekend uh taking a look at malik neighbors um from lsu wide receiver um, so he's kind of the first film that I've looked at so far this season, uh, just because, again, I wanted to look at, uh, you know, someone other than Marvin Harrison to see, you know, if, if the Bears were to trade down, you know, is, is there a wide receiver worth um, anyone beyond uh, Marvin Harrison? So, uh, again, that'll be kicking off uh, within the next three, four weeks. Um, I, I feel I'll be I'll be talking more on X and going over some of the all 22 film uh, of these younger guys amazing amazing all right shout out to panic ronesh and serious beats for the cust uh and custom made for the beats we played on the audio version of today's show check out panic on for your moment merch and gear check us out on social media at tcsf pod on the twitter slash x uh you can find us on tiktok uh true chicago sports fans you can find us on facebook ig spotify everywhere we're everywhere you want to be. Uh, you can reach us on our email, TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. And uh, for Ivan from the Tape Never Lies Network, we got Stevie B from the No Water and Weekend Podcast and JC Dynasty FF. Thank you so much. I am Big Z. We'll see you next time for episode 174. And until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! Unbelievable! What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Carl.